Welcome to Third Church's T3 Family Podcast. Welcome back to T3 Family Podcast. We are so excited that you are here today. My name is Katie Peterson, Life Stage Pastor here at Third Church, and we are in the middle of a three-part series equipping parents and guardians and grandparents to be the spiritual champions of their household. If you haven't had a chance, I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous podcast on Faith Talks. As a reminder, simply state if Faith Talks are designated time, shooting for at least once a week for your family to gather and study the Bible, open the Word, and pray together. Ephesians 6.4 reminds us, Fathers, mothers, don't exasperate your children, but raise them up with loving discipline and counsel that brings the revelation of the Lord. Here, Paul is saying, don't just be a good role model but provide your children with training. Every Christian household can be a context where the gospel is consistently rehearsed, where parents and children confess their failures and learn to turn to Jesus. Many of the concepts that we're going to talk about today are referenced from a book called Family Ministry Field Guide by Dr. Timothy Paul Jones. One of his quotes I love from this book is, What you accomplish for God beyond your home will typically never be greater than what you practice with God within your home. I'm going to read that one again. What you accomplish for God beyond your home will typically never be greater than what you practice with God within your home. Now, let's go back to uh, a little bit of God's big story here. The primary reason, and many of you who are listening to this, you know this already, the primary reason for all of our shortcomings is that the fall of humanity penetrates every aspect of human life, and especially family life, because family life is God's design for carrying on faith. And parents and guardians and grandparents, we need the guidance from God's Word to accurately see who our children really are. One of the things I get to do this year is teach the big story of the Bible to third and fourth graders. And as I've been working on that curriculum, I'm realizing that we as parents need to know all of those parts. So, and when I say that, there's four parts, there's four parts in the meta narrative that I think um, is just important for us to grasp. Creation, in the beginning, right? Each of our children in our homes are created in God's image, absolutely, fearfully and wonderfully made. But then came the fall, and we are all sinners, adults, children, teenagers, we all fall short of the glory of God, and we need a Savior. So what this comes to, children are both gifts to be treasured as well as sinners to be trained. And that's another quote from Dr. Timothy Paul Jones. Children are both gifts to be treasured and sinners to be trained. And so redemption is the third uh, part of this meta narrative. We all need a savior. And going back to what I mentioned in the beginning, every Christian household can be a place where the gospel is consistently rehearsed. Parents, guardians, grandparents, you are the primary role model during your child's most formative years. So just do a quick check. Are your words congruent with your lifestyle? Are your words congruent with your, with your actions? It's good for us to live out that we need a Savior and also invite our kids into that understanding as well. 
And the last, the last part that I think, um, I think many of us raised in Christian homes, we kind of we get creation, fall, redemption, but we forget the fourth part of the meta narrative, and that is we are eternal beings. There is more to this life than what we see in the here and now, and. We need to remember that, I feel like, too, as parents and as guardians, um, as grandparents. And I have a couple paragraphs I'm going to read from this book um, that is just very, very profound. So if you are a note taker I, and, and you journal a lot, I'd recommend go ahead and just pick up that journal and paper because there are some really good nuggets that I'm going to read here. And a reminder, this has to do with consummation, that we are eternal beings. So Dr. Timothy Paul Jones, he says, if children were nothing more than a gift for this life, a single-minded focus on children's happiness and success might make sense. As long as the family's frantic schedule secures a spot for the child in a top-tier university, forfeiting intentional spiritual formation for the sake of competitive sport leagues and advanced placement classes would be understandable, if children were a gift for this life only. Perhaps working around the clock would be plausible, provided that your, that your children's friends are visibly impressed with a house that you can barely afford. If children were a gift for this life only, maybe it would make sense to raise them with calendars that are full, but souls that are empty, captives of the deadly delusion that their value depends on what they accomplish here and now. But children are far more than a gift for this life. They are bearers of the gospel to generations yet unborn. In God's good design, your children and mine will raise children who will in turn beget more children. How we mold our children's souls while they reside in our households will shape the lives of children who have yet to draw their first grasp of air. I think there's just some powerful things in there. If children were a gift for this life only, and I'm repeating this now, maybe it would make sense to raise them with calendars that are full, but souls that are empty. That was just all a little setup for what we're going to be talking about this podcast. And the next encouragement is called Faith Walks. And Faith Walks are simply a conversation in the course of daily life that turns a child's attention towards the presence of God in the everyday parts of life. These aren't the things that you are planning for or intentional about. They're not programs. They are spontaneous. Parents, guardian, grandparents, you can take advantage of these opportunities when they do happen. But it has to start with the adults. One of the things that we say at Third Church often in discipleship is you cannot give away what you don't have. And speaking of Third Church discipleship, I'm excited to introduce Uncle Carl is here with us today. Now, before we dive deep into uh, deep into your wisdom, Uncle Carl, I do want to share. We've had some good laughs here in the in the studio today. Would you like to share the story of um, man? You're you're looking like a sharp dressed man, mm -hmm. well cut. Uh, could you could you share a little bit of the yes. the fun we've had on staff? I'm the the dinosaur on staff basically. And this morning, I tell my wife I should just wear a t-shirt. And I'm not going to shave. Oh, wait a second. It's the podcast. So I shave and I wear a decent shirt and I get here and I tell that to our younger staff and they start laughing at me, not with me, but at me, sharing that I'm not going to be on camera, which is a good thing. But uh, I didn't know a podcast was just talking. So that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> 
you know, maybe you're on to something. Maybe we should go to like some vlogs where we do some video and, and podcasts. And I'll pass on that. You're, you're ready to go, though. You're ready to go. <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being here. Uh, all, all joking aside, um, I, I love how you are such an advocate for, for discipleship and for personal, personal growth. Could you... Just once again, encourage us, um, share the significance of being rooted and grounded in the Mm. Word and Spirit. I'd love to. Thanks, Katie. Um, First of all, a quote Katie gave I really enjoyed, you can't give away what you don't have, and that means you and not the church. It's us individually. The church is here. We're living community, but you personally need to be growing. I want to share three things dealing with being grounded. The first one is from Genesis 3. And it's amazing to me how we have a Disneyland or a fantasy approach to the world. In the first family, Adam and Eve had a pretty, pretty tough go. They have marital issues, murder in the family, the ground is cursed, and a lot of hard work. The point is this, life is hard and not always fair, but it's good, rewarding, and challenging. So our mindset has to be that raising our children, grandchildren, living community is going to be hard, it's going to be work, but it's also very, very beautiful and fulfilling. So the question is, how prepared are you? for the ups and downs of life and how you equipping yourself there. A couple examples. We have the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. They never saw God's promises fulfilled, yet they had a common tie. It's called faith, which is a gift from God, but it's a spiritual muscle. And it's our responsibility to grow it individually along with the church. In Hebrews 11, 1 and 2 says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen it gives us assurance of what we cannot see. It's not wishful thinking, it's a confidence, it's knowing what's gonna happen. So the next question I have for you is, how are you strengthening your faith muscles? Then we look at Jesus' life. It was difficult, things did not go according to human plans, but his rootedness in word and spirit with his Father and his deep faith allowed him in his darkest hour to say this, yet I want your will to be done and not mine. So how obedient are you to your heavenly Father? So if you're rooted in word and spirit, you'll be equipped by the power of God the Father, the love of Jesus, and the fruit of the Holy Spirit to live life to the fullest, whatever is thrown your way. And I love Jesus' comment to us in John 16, I think it is. Um, He basically says, in this world you have trouble. I've overcome the world. Take heart. Be full of joy because he's in charge. And I like Jeremiah 17, 7, 8, one of my favorite verses. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose hope and confidence is in him. They are like trees planted by a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. They do not fear bad news. They are not bothered by heat or drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop bearing fruit. So the question I have for all of us as adults is, how well are we preparing ourselves spiritually? How are we strengthening our faith muscles? And how obedient are we to the Holy Spirit's leading? So just reviewing real quickly, be realistic in your view of life. Grow your faith muscle, which is a gift, but it's your job to grow it, and be obedient to God to live a full and complete life and to be open to his leading and be grounded in word and spirit, which allows us to thrive in exile, which is our theme of last year and this year. Thank you for sharing all of that wisdom, Uncle Carl. Um, it is it is true that you do write Kevin's sermons for him, isn't it? Yeah. You have, you have told me that many of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't believe her. <laughs> but... 
if you are grounded in word and spirit, then faith walks are the overflow of your relationship with with God. And um, yeah, so thank you for sharing with with parents, with guardians, with with grandparents, all that wisdom. But you're also currently teaching a class called the 14 Gospel Principles, where you're you're sharing even more wisdom. And I know some of our listeners out there will have already taken the class. But what are some of the highlights uh, that you have from this class that you could also share with the, the wider audience that maybe has not taken this class? This is one of the, I think, the better books on parenting that I've um, been a part of. And um, he re- because he hits the Bible, the gospel principles as far as raising your family. Um, the biggest thing he does is he shares that we as parents uh, are being parented every day by him as well. And so we're conduits. And so a couple points that he makes is your children are not yours, they're God's. You are his ambassador. Your job's to represent the message, the methods, and the character of God who has sent you to be a parent. And you're called to be a parent. Nothing is more important in your life than being one of God's tools to form a human soul. And are you treasuring this role? Um, so many parents see it as a duty. It's a hassle. No, no, it's a great, great calling. And he wants us to be a part of that process. Also, the importance of understanding God's grace so that when we receive it, we're able to give it. And so many of us as parents don't understand how good God has been to us. And then if we realize that, we'll give it to our children as well. And like I said earlier, God is parenting us as we're parenting our children, which means grace, mercy, truth, forgiveness, love, that we're worshipers, we're sinners, we need to submit to Him and rest in His promises, and that our lives are in process. As we receive and learn from these principles, we can pass them on to our children. So it's really being parented and then parenting at the same time. And the book is rooted both in word and spirit. So I highly recommend you take the class sometime or just read the book by Paul David Tripp. It's an excellent book, and it'll grow you deeper and give you proper perspective of how God wants you to raise his children. Carl, I love that visual that you have given us of a conduit. We receive from our Heavenly Father, our good Father, and then in turn, we release those blessings and those truths to our kids. So obviously, I didn't know you as well when you had Clint and Lindsay in your home. You were uh, I knew of you. You were my teacher back in those those days. But what did it look like? What did faith walks look like in your home when Clint and Lindsay were there? Um, yeah, what did it? What did faith walks look like for you? Uh, faith walks for our family were uh, daily family devotions. That'd be every day, uh, modeling out personal devotions. We prayed with them and modeled it out. Very few lectures, but many life lessons throughout everyday events and failing forward lessons. We limited their unlimited options here in Pella uh, so they could actually have a life based on their age appropriateness. And also, um, I took very seriously the role of a father as the head of the home, which needs to be humble authority and also a tender warrior. We're the lion and the lamb, but we're also obviously supposed to lead um, as Christ has led. And just a number that Katie's made me aware of in the past, and they did studies on the spiritual influences of fathers. And if just a mother in the home is a spiritual leader, it's like 35 or so percent chance that kids will become Christians and their own faith. If dad is a leader, it's 75 percent. So the power of a father's voice, and so men, we need to get engaged, get more involved out of love for the Lord and love for our families with that. And then um, also just Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20, I think it just, just spoke to me, always has, and it's a, I pass this on to my children. Um, this is Moses talking to people of Israel and said, uh, Today I lay before you blessings and curses, life and death. Oh, that you would choose life. 
so that you and your family can live. And how do you do that? By, first of all, falling in love with him and then obeying him and being uh, his children. And if you do that, he will bless you. And that blessing means spiritual blessings. It's not going to mean wealth and health all the time. But do those things. Love him and honor him and follow him. And all will go well with you as far as relationally. And then the next one was with grandchildren. I'm jumping ahead here. But with grandchildren as well, it's interesting for me. Um, Again, grandparents, we need to keep growing. So many of us think we're done. And we're just starting. I think in the spiritual realm, we can be Caleb and Joshua and have the energy and the youth and the vigor from our life experiences to to be real influencers in our culture and our families. So we need to strengthen our faith muscles and not quit growing spiritually. Uh, With our granddaughters and grandson, Bible stories after meals and bedtime when we're sitting for them. Praying over them constantly. I have prayed for my grandchildren more in their seven, four, and three years than my children in all their years combined. Um, Just more spiritually aware and and doing that. Um, Also, modeling out, praying with them out loud. And also just make it natural. Uh, We'll be praying sometimes during the meal, and I'll open my eyes, and someone's peeking. I'll say, oh, and be with so-and-so as they're peeking. Oh, Papa! (laughs) And we just start laughing, because God is a part of that, too. And so just make it natural. Um, Really become students of how God has uniquely made our children and grandchildren. Um, I'm much more um, a student than I was as a parent, as a grandparent, and I'm praying into how God's created them and encouraged them to grow in their areas of not just their strengths, but their passions, and that His will will be done in their lives. Uh, We're so much more intentional with our grandchildren than our children. Uh, We're so much more in the moment. Uh, We make up stories with biblical truths. The two big ones are Bebo the Buffalo and also Paws the Cat, that we share stories and and tell uh, biblical truths with them. And also just great delight in who they are and all the little moments that become huge over time. So building those memories. Are you ever thinking about writing uh, some some kids' books with those between between you and Cindy? That, I would I would love to hear the adventures of is it Bebo, Bebo the Buffalo? Okay, and pause, and pause the, cat. the cat. Okay, yeah. yeah, I would love to to hear some of those stories. We may not do that. <laughs> well, listeners, if you have been if you've received any um, wisdom or nuggets in this podcast, and and you can. I just invite you to to think about, is there anybody in your circle of influence right now that also you think might benefit from this? Could you just send this podcast to them? I feel like um, what I've received as as a parent here has just been so rich in sitting with with Uncle Carl. And so um, let's just let's continue just to share this wisdom. And a reminder that that faith walks, are those moments in which we point out the way that God is working all things together for the good of those who love Him. And so even as we are filled and overflowing with the the Spirit of God and in His Word, even in the most mundane moments of life, we are invited to call attention to His story and to praise Him and bring Him glory. Um, Carl, would you close this time with a yeah. blessing? I'd like to add uh, what Katie said about the mundane from Paul David Tripp's book. And um, so many times we think it's got to be a mountaintop experience, and we actually see God in some way, shape, or form, and so often it's going to be in just the everyday thing. So in Paul David Tripp's book, he shares, you need to preach the gospel to your children, but in a natural way. I don't mean sermon style. I mean, you should look every day for every opportunity to point your needy kids to the presence, promises, and power and grace of Jesus. And then he shares that you have to do that first in your own life. But then he says, parents now, we all need to have in everything I do, 
I do to point my children to the presence and promises of God's grace, His way of parenting. Every conversation is an opportunity. Pointing them to the beauty of nature is an opportunity. Every moment of correction and discipline is an opportunity. Every sibling's battle is an opportunity. Success or failure at school is an opportunity. Family worship is an opportunity. Birthdays and holidays provide an opportunity. Teenage identity angst is an opportunity. Bedtime conversations are opportunities. Discussions after watching on Netflix provide an opportunity. There will be no want of opportunities to talk to your children about the inescapable need for God's grace. There will be no lack of opportunity for telling the story of Jesus and how he meets us in those needs. The question is as parents and grandparents, will you see those opportunities in the mundane moments of parenting and capture them again and again and again, or are you too busy? So good. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the privilege and the calling we have as parents and grandparents to be a part of just an epic journey and adventure of helping create a, a human soul towards you. And obviously, you are the owner of that, but we're conduits, and may we take that seriously, and may it be a privilege and honor for us. May we experience your grace so that we can give it. May we delight and treasure in you first so we can delight and treasure in our children. Help us to discipline ourselves to grow our faith muscle so we can choose life over death and blessings over curses and give us a deep, deep, deep faith. The reality of life is hard and life is challenging and life's not fair, but it's also beautiful. It's purposeful. We have identity in you. We have intimacy with you. We can belong to you and with each other, which then gives us a purpose in life. We should be servant-hearted disciples with a passion for the world. So, Lord, may we thrive in exile, and may we share your light with the world. This we pray in your powerful, holy, and sweet name, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for coming in and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. We hope it's been a blessing for you and your family. 